Hey, it's Virgie, and you're tuning in to Love, Wine, and a Good Time, a lifestyle podcast about love, relationships, dating, confidence, motivation, and more. Hi there, and happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of Love, Wine, and a Good Time. I hope you all had a great Halloween weekend and enjoyed Dia de los Muertos. Either way, I am happy to bring you another episode this week of my new segment, Moving Up in Life Career Talk. If you haven't heard this segment before, it focuses on learning about different career journeys to hear about each other's stories and how everyone has reached the job or where they are today because sometimes we can learn from each other's experiences and struggles. And for this week's guest, you have heard her on the show before a couple of times. I'd like to welcome back my sissy, Mitzi, to love, wine, and a good time. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. How's it going? It's going good. I'm a little sad because Halloween is over. You know, that's Mm. like something I look forward to. But I am excited because my birthday month has begun. So for those of you who don't know, I celebrate my birthday for an entire month and then some. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, she honestly does. And she makes (laughs) us do it too. (laughs) But everybody enjoys it, I think. Sure. And so that that's one of her fun facts. Mitzi is indeed a Scorpio. So do you have any other fun facts to share with us? Because I know the listeners know you a little bit. You know, they, they know you worked overtime to, for the wedding, but... <laughs> right. Those are great descriptors of me. I am a Scorpio and I worked overtime at your wedding. <laughs> I mean, in general, I I enjoy movies. I like reading. Any recommendations? I mean, I did start watching Squid Game, so that was interesting. But yeah, I haven't really had much time or to do really anything else besides that. So that's really, aside from work, of course. Work, work, work. And driving everywhere. Yep. Mm -hmm. So speaking of work, can you tell us what it is that you do? So I work as an outreach counselor at Cal State University and essentially what I do is I help support students with their transition um, starting from the application process. So essentially I take care of of helping students with the application process and enrollment. So I do presentations, I talk with parents, I talk with students, community partners, I work with counselors, with teachers, set up appointments, set up presentations, like I mentioned, and really talk about the Cal State, where I'm at, but also what the requirements are, A through G, whether they're high school, whether they're transferring, if they're international students, and also talking about the programming that we offer and events that are happening and going on and connecting them to people on campus who they might need more support from like financial aid and things like that so really I'm there to make sure that their transition from either community college or high school is smooth and they have all the support and the answers that they need to take that next step or go to that next level wow that's that's a lot of work that you do and so working in education now is this something that you always wanted to do or did you just kind of fall into it I mean, I didn't wake up and one day just say, I'm going to work in education. Um, it really started because I attended Cal State Long Beach for undergrad. And I, my first job ever, I worked as a counseling, like a representative for the outreach department for Long Beach. And so I was meeting with, with students, with parents and families. And I was assigned like five local high schools. And so I was tasked with going to their events, doing presentations and all that. 
Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I haven't been a first generation college student. Like I understood what a lot of the students were coming from. And I saw that some of the parents that I spoke to were in the same situation my parents had been when mm-hmm. I first started my journey, when it came to financial aid and application. And they were asking me like, why do they need my social security number? What are they going to do with it? Um, and so the parents that I was working with now were asking those same questions. And so I saw myself in some of the students that I worked with, and I don't know, I was just really passionate about it, and education for me opened doors to so many things, and it changed my life in so many different ways. Um, I know I always say I tried boba for the first time when I went to Cal State Long Beach. <laughs> I, True story. I played in rugby for a semester. Uh, mind you, I, I am not athletic by any means, but I was like, hey, I'm in college, I'm trying new things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I applied for the outreach position, and that's where it all really began, and I have been in education since. It really is where I started it, and from there I, I did other advising positions, and my goal has always been to help support students, uh, because I understand uh, the struggle, the, the excitement, and how difficult and overwhelming it could be, but also how rewarding it could be at the end of the day. Once you achieve that, you know, that degree or that educational goal and or professional goals as well. Well, so you could say that it was your own personal experience that inspired yourself to continue working (laughs) in education. Yes, I inspired myself. (laughs) Because that's usually what I ask, right? Like, is there anyone or anything that inspired you to continue pursuing? But that's what it sounded like, you know, going through that same experience and seeing it through other students, through other people, through other parents. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, not to sound conceited, but I mean, that's kind of where it began, but also, you know, the mentors that I met along the way, like I was a part of the education opportunity program at Long Beach and I mean, it was huge. And aside from that, I had other mentors throughout my time there. And it was just like, you know, I always try to like treat them to lunch or treat them to something. They'll be like, no, just give it back in your own way, in your own time, whenever that may be. And that always stuck with me. And so it's always been important for me to give back to those who may need that support. And, you know, they inspired me. The students inspired me. My obviously my experience had a big impact in why I went into this field. But it's really about. You know, when you, you see the students be accepted to all these campuses, they're the first one in their family to go to college, and the families are excited, they're throwing parties, and uh, just to see their faces and to really, for the first time, like say, like, oh my God, I'm going to college, when maybe before it wasn't a thought that they thought was possible, or an idea. Um, so just to really see that shift of like, no, college isn't for me, I can't afford it to like, I'm going to UCLA, I'm going to Cal State Long Beach, is, I don't know, it's just rewarding in and of itself. So it's been it's been a, a good thing to see. And so in, in this journey, starting off at Cal State Long Beach, because you have worked at Cal State's at a JC, at high schools, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Are there any particular memories that stood out for you or some struggles that you've had that you learned from and it's something that's always kind of stuck with you along the way? I mean, yeah, I've worked at community college, at high schools, at charter schools, at four years, privates, nonprofits, at different levels and very diverse groups of students, you know, students who were parents, previously incarcerated, foster youth, first gen, low income, underserved, and veteran, you know, you, a lot. group, <laughs> you can think of everyone. Them. I've worked with them all age levels, essentially. Um, and, you know, really, it's kind of like I mentioned, it's 
at the end of the day when they're like, thank you so much, or you answered a question that maybe I've heard for like a hundred millionth time, but for them it's like the first time and you see that sense of relief when they're like, oh my God, I didn't miss a deadline. Oh my God, I'm graduating on time or I did the right class or, you know, just really helping them navigate it. To me, that's what makes it very rewarding. And I think the most impactful, well, they've all have been impactful, but like my very first job right out of college, I worked as a uh, college advisor for the USC Advising Corps, so shout out to SC. Hey. Um, they placed me at Long Beach Jordan High School, and so I was tasked with creating a college-going culture, and this was a campus where there wasn't really a lot of that before. And then um, at, towards the end of the year, um, what I did was we had a college acceptance wall, and so to all the colleges mm-hmm. that students would get accepted into, I would put it up on the wall, and that wall was full. Like it was a pretty big room, and I remember showing you picture that yeah, in the I house somewhere, that. and you know the students would start coming in. They're like, "I want mine up there. What do I have to do?" And they'd make sure to bring me copies, and I was like, "I'm gonna put you up there." And so, yeah, and then the principal would come, take pictures, and it was just, like, cool to see, like, how before I was there, like, there was talks about it, and teachers would try to help the students in their classes, but, you know, once you put it out there and you show, like, I'm proud of you, you this is possible, and students getting excited, and so that one always stuck with me because it was so rewarding, and I was like, oh, this is what I want to continue to do, and... Uh, it was just being my first job, and I was like, you can really make a difference in people's life, you know, and yeah. then it's nice to, to see that happening in real life, you know. Yeah, and so there's, in all the different stages and in, in terms of education that you've worked in, you've made a difference in people's lives. Is there a particular um, department in education that you would like to work with? Like, is there a career goal that you set for yourself or just kind of... Um, my goal has always been to help underserved, underrepresented students just because I feel like they need a lot of support and at what capacity I guess I'm really open to that. I've I've always taken advising or counseling positions and that's usually what I am comfortable with and what I aspire to be. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, But yeah, as long as I can continue to help students and um, help support them in their educational journey, I think for me is, is good enough. Yeah, that is very true. And so um, I recall, because we live together, that you did your master's and that was a whole different beast within itself. So you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your experience <laughs> <laughs> doing your master's? Because I've had other guests talk about it, but they've had different um different departments that they've done a master's for. I mean, I think in general, they're all equally tough and, yeah. you know, but like just your particular, your experience in particular. Well, first of all, I did not know I was going to go to grad school. After undergrad, I'm like, this is it. That's <laughs> it. It's a lot of us. Right. And so, well, for me and my goal and what I wanted to become, you know, advisors or counseling, like that level, it's preferred that you have a master's. And then, of course, if you want to go on and get a PhD to be like a director and things like that, you can. And so, you know, I had friends who started applying and started going. And so I gave my time myself, I want to say like, what, two or three years? out of school and then I decided to start applying again yeah and I applied to like five different schools the first round I missed like the deadline for some well actually no the first time I had applied to like two 
and I missed a deadline for one of them and the other one I didn't get accepted into and I was like oh my god like I, what and so you know like the next time next the next year I was like really serious about it and I sat down and I wrote down the deadlines I wrote wrote down the cost um, and then I had to do personal statements and I had to get recommendation letters and all these things so I was like I need to get my life in order let me do this right this time around um, and I applied to I want to say like five and I remember I spent like almost $500 just on applications wow. and it was, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, and I interviewed and uh, I was accepted to a couple, to most of them. I think it was just one that didn't accept me. Um, but I remember I really wanted to do the Kelsey Dominguez sales program because it was, you know, it was affordable. It was close to home. And I was like, you know, I figured I could do like a local internship. And so it worked out. I went in and I had to do like a group interview and I was super nervous and I did not know what to expect. And, you know, I was like, oh my God, I went in, I did it and that was that. And so they're like, okay, we're gonna let you know, um, you know, within the next week or two. And uh, <laughs> I remember, we were just talking about this the other day with Brenda, that um, we were at a, Dodgers game. We were oh, we parking. Were. We were parking the yeah. car. I remember and that. then I, I don't know, came to the old one. And I was like, you know what? Let me check my email. And it's funny because that's, that's always the way it happens where I'm like, I don't know. Like I get like a, a push from the universe. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, I checked and it said, congratulations. You've been accepted into the Dominguez Hills program. And I was like, oh my God. And Brenda yeah. for you were like ecstatic for me because they'd seen like the whole you know, process, application yeah. process and how stressed I was. So I was really excited about that. So that was an experience just applying. You know, once I was there, it was a two-year program. Oh, my goodness. It was very stressful. I mean, I was working full-time my first year. So I was going to work from like 8 to 5, no, 8 to 4. And then I was going to class from like 4 to 10 o'clock, basically. Mm -hmm. Every day, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And then my second year, I, I stopped working the full-time one, and I transitioned to Harvard College where I was doing part-time. But I was supposed to do hours for my program, so I picked up an internship at El Camino College. And so it was basically like I was doing a full-time job. Yeah. And so I was just going crazy and everywhere all over the place, writing papers, super stressed. I didn't sleep for what feels like years. And even now I take naps all the time because I feel like my <laughs> body is still recovering. Like, give me sleep. But yeah, it was a lot of late nights, a lot of stressful weekends and just a lot of work. And then also trying to, you know, kind of go up in, in my career and the career ladder and things like that, make those connections and... Uh, do a lot of networking. I mean, I'm still doing that now, but it, it's 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 been a journey. And then I remember that my last semester there, I actually started helping Fergie with her wedding. So I went from one thing to the next. Hey, <laughs> hell, that's right. And because that was began. two years ago. Yeah. That she was like at the very end, like her last semester. It was like the early stages of wedding planning. It wasn't even that bad. <laughs> I mean. But anyway, yeah, so it was definitely a journey, uh, one that was very much so filled with blood, sweat, and tears, let me tell you, I'm but a... I got out of it, you know, I got it done. You made it out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I, I got it done. I made it out. I mean, so did, were, were you able to do anything, take care of yourself, have a little bit of self-care within those no. two years? <laughs> 
far, right? In grad school, I mean, you know, here and there, treating myself to some Starbucks, I'd go for my drives and things like that. But no, I mean, I had no time and I might have been able to balance it a little bit better, but I just, I just didn't. I couldn't, you know, and I really didn't have a lot of self-care going on, at least not during that time. So when I finished the program, I was like, oh my God. What do I do now? What just happened? Like, oh my God, you know, and for my program, um, you had an option of doing either comps or thesis. So I did comps, which is basically uh, a final exam. So for us, it was that we had to answer some scenarios and things. So basically putting everything to practice that we'd learned for the past two years. So just really culminating that experience. And I remember it was like an entire day where we had to sit and write two two papers basically of everything and applying the theory and and then like a week after they gave us our results and you know they told me congratulations you passed and like it was so surreal I, and you know I couldn't believe it I was like <gasps> everything I worked for for these past two years it, it actually is a reality something I've been like stressing and wanting and just to be over with I was just like oh for. my gosh you know yeah just working towards it so and I still have it. It's it's in my room, you know, and it's there. But it's all worth it, right? Absolutely. I mean, is there anything that you you would have done differently looking back now, knowing what you know now, having experience what you have, or you know what, screw it, it is what it is. <laughs> I would like to say that you know I could have done something done something different, but really, it's. It's kind of like a rite of it passage. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It's like you ask anybody about their master's program, and they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> where did you go? And, you know, you just kind of, like, understand. Like, mm. I feel you. I, I've been there, you know? Yeah. And every program is different. I know some counseling programs are, like, three years. Some are, like, one year. Some are more intensive than others. But it's, you know, you, you're really – it's more intense than undergrad, I think, because it's more – I believe more, it. Yeah, it's more specific to, you know, catering more like your profession that you're going into like even deeper, versus like psychology. Like it was, it was difficult like at the time for me too, but it was manageable. I feel like versus masters are like you're gonna get in and get out in two years. Yeah, some are cohort based. Mine wasn't, so we had that like leniency there and that fluffiness where we can take our time if we wanted to. Um, but I was just like, I need to get in and get out. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It is for me at least. It is what it is. Like I had to go through it. I had to get it done, and right. I got it done, and that's that. So I guess it's a two-part question. Then, what what advice would you give to those just recently applying to ma- to a master's program? Not just specific. I mean, counseling, I guess, and or just masters in general. Definitely get a planner. Um, mm-hmm. Schedule your time and be realistic. Schedule time for socializing because you definitely want that. You don't want to, you know, get away from that either where you're like school, school, work, work, because that that'll make you go crazy. Um, But, you know, really give yourself time to just get away from your homework, get away from papers, because you're going to have enough of that. So self-care, although I didn't have it, I definitely recommend that you really try to carve out time, even if it's just going to you know, a coffee shop, going to go get ice cream or treating yourself at the end of the week to like mm-hmm. keep yourself motivated. Starbucks. Starbucks. So what <laughs> I would do is like I would like look forward to holidays. So like around this time I'm like, okay, Halloween, boom, that's done. All right, my birthday, boom, okay, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And then like, you know, that kinda really helped of like let me just look to the end of this week or to the end of this month. Yeah. 
So, you know, just finding ways that help you just kind of, you know, stay sane and stay on track and yeah, so be realistic. Try to stay on top of everything. Don't procrastinate. Because <laughs> let me tell you, that is no fun. It's probably bad for your skin. <laughs> I remember doing like a 10-page paper like the night before it was due. And it was like a research oh paper. Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. Like, I'm telling you, once you're in grad school, like, you do some things. And you're just like, it makes no <laughs> sense. And I'm trying to remember, like, maybe I just put it off. I wasn't in the board. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was like, out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. Or I think I might have. For, I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but there I was, happy my life away. I was like crying, like, oh my god, I'm never gonna do this again. Uh, but I mean, I got an A plus. Oh, I mean, <laughs> don't not recommend it. Don't recommend. Do not try this at home, kids. Exactly. <laughs> that disclaimer. Disclaimer, yeah. Um, which is all great advice. Anybody who's about to start their master's program, but. And then the other parts of the question was, in general, what advice would you have for people who want to work in education, whether it's in high school or community college or Cal State Long Beach, like any advice you have for them who are just starting out? Um, I would just say like volunteer in the different areas that you may be interested. I mean, actually, before I, I worked in outreach, I volunteered for them because mm-hmm. I was just in college and I was like, I need to put something on my resume. Yeah. And I had done like a leadership program that they had going on and they posted it somewhere like in an email or something. And they're like, oh, we're looking for volunteers for the outreach department. And I was like, I mean, okay. And so (laughs) I showed up and uh, they had me do like, it was the cutest thing ever. They had me do like tours for fifth graders on Fridays because it was through their college promise program. Um, that Long Beach has and so since we're a commuter campus which means like you know a lot of people don't really live on campus so a lot of people commute um, Fridays usually were completely empty like the campus mm-hmm. like you saw no soul nobody so that's when they would bring the kids on campus and so that's when I would give that's them a cute. tour and so you know they got to know me um, and then once a position opened up like the part-time one and that's where I got my start and that's where I started in higher yeah. ed so for me, I would say, uh, you know, connect, um, volunteer, get involved, and then from there, opportunities open up, and they'll hire you on, um, and try, like, different areas. Some people like student affairs, some people like housing, or I guess I could fall within it, but um, it could be, like, advising, you could be a counselor, and it just really depends what level you want to do. For me, it was definitely a lot of trial and error of what I saw myself doing, what I didn't like, and so... Education has a lot of branches and a lot of things that you can get into and do in levels. Yeah, but I does. also think that what people need to keep in mind is that education can get a little stressful time sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of moving parts to it and there's a lot of things that go into education. Um, so I definitely say that if anybody wants to break into education, you need to have that passion for it, that love for you know, either it's counseling, either it's teaching, or, you know, whatever you might want to do in education, because it's so easy to get jaded, and I've seen it in jobs where, you yeah. know, I was going in as a new advisor or whatever, and people were just looking at me like, why are you so positive happy. and happy? And so it's like, you know, because mm. I see what so education negative. does, but, you know, I, some people are just jaded, or they've been seeing you know, they've been in their job for a long time and they've seen, like, students just don't want to do it and they're like, why should I bother? I don't even care. But yeah. it's like, what is that? 
like what drives you like what is your why as to why you want to be in this field and just it's important to remember that and hold on to that and look back whenever you're you're feeling jaded because you know i've had my moments too where i'm like well, why am i doing this it's like what's the point but it's just why are you doing this why is it important and i feel like that's where a lot of people are bitter and like you meet all these people unfortunately like in different like departments on campuses and they're like rude or mean to students and i've heard a lot of people like my counselor sucked you know she she or he wasn't great I'm like, I promise I'm a good counselor. <laughs> I don't, it's unfortunate, but really and truly, like, I think it's important to be passionate about the work. And I feel like in any field, really, not just necessarily yeah. in education, but it's something that could carry over to any field, really. Like, if you're not passionate, why, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, yeah. you know, I know situations are different for everybody. Not everybody can do what they're passionate about. But if you can help it, and I think it does make a difference. I completely agree. And I, those are all the questions that I have for today. Is there any like last words that you'd like to say? If you're starting a master's program, if you're trying to figure out life, don't worry, you got this. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with my Live life. Live your best life. My professional career, you know, things kind of shift and change. Um, I've taken on roles that, you know, just came up because they were an opportunity and I applied and it worked out and not something that I what I thought or planned for beforehand and it's about being open-minded and just going for it and trying things out trial and error really at the end of the day that's what it's about because trial and error is how you really determine like oh I like this I don't like this I want to work with this type of population I don't want to work with this type of population so it's it's work um so definitely stay positive stay connected find your mentors find your support system find your 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 group of friends, your family, your support system to get you through the times where it's hard and difficult and you're yeah. like, I can't do this, I don't believe in myself, you know, to I can do it and I'll figure it out. Very well said. Thank you as always for coming on to the show. That's I make ours. her come on here a lot. <laughs> she doesn't have a choice. I came from my own free will, yes. I'm just kidding. No, but thank you as always. Dropping some great gems for those people who who want to work in education or who don't. And we're able to learn a little bit more today. But that's all we have for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to Love, Wine, and a Good Time. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and we're on Amazon Music now. So go ahead and uh, check us out there too. And if you have a couple of seconds, then go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and telling us how much you love Love, Wine, and a Good Time. And with that, I'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everyone.